Good morning and welcome to EG Like Sunday Morning. Once again, Jess has gone off on his holidays, leaving me, Piers, in charge, a bit like if Augustus Gloop was given the chocolate factory instead of Charlie. I'm joined by editor Sam McClary. Sam's on a train, so uh, we might hear more of the tannoy than we do of her. But are you there, Sam? I am here, Piers. Oh, good, good. The marvels of modern technology. And also live from the north of England, we're joined by Evelina. Are you there, Evelina? Yes, I am. Hi, everyone. But talking of the north of England, let's let's go straight into it. Sam, you you had a a really nice scoop this week um, about York Central. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Thank you. Um, I can't. Sorry, I was just handing over my ticket on the train. Uh, It's it's all go (laughs) this this Sunday morning. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so big news for York Central. It has been around for a little while. I'm going to say that. So York... It's it's, it's not a little while, is it? I mean, it's been around for donkey's years. Yeah. Absolute decades. So... Um, to, to put that in context, I went to university in York, and I'm pretty sure that they were talking about that when I was there, and I'm ancient. I think the dinosaurs talked about this project, <laughs> to be honest, but um, but it might finally be happening. So there is a huge site around um, York uh, train station that has been locked to development for, I think it's um, about 60, 60 years. Apparently York hasn't had a local development plan. <laughs> Um, for, for that for that long but there's you know we know that great things can happen around train stations we see it here here in in london around king's around king's cross and this site around york central has been called the king's cross of the the north um for um well two decades now since it's been um sort of mooted as this this huge development site is, has, is that just hubris or does it have the potential is it what's the scale of it so it's 111 acres um, there is an opportunity to put a million square foot of offices there, um, more than two and a half thousand homes, um, a real sort of connection in, in the city to, to other parts of it. So I think it does have does have the opportunity to be a King's Cross of, of the North, maybe better than King's Cross. Because who, it's in who, the North. Because obviously. it's in the North. York's a great city, right? Uh, people have been trying to develop this site for two decades now. It's been through various... It's always been held in the same ownership, so Network Rail hold, hold a big site, um, and there, are, and the City Council has uh, appointed various advisors um, to bring in development partners. Um, back in 2016, I think it was Homes England, and it was called something else back then, um, came on came on board, and finally this year they've put a spade in the ground uh, at York Central. They've got infrastructure funding now, but. Um, um, as people read in the interview um, with Peter Denton, the new CEO of, of Homes England, um, they really want to get this this going now. And, and Homes England is well aware that it's not a developer. It's a bringer together of, of places and an enabler of, of development. So has now appointed JLL to, to look for an investment partner to really um, turn that one spade in the ground into that million square foot of offices and two and a half thousand um, new homes. Uh, as well so it fingers crossed this time it it sticks and I think you know there's a a very a very real need for it to happen this time you know the government has committed to leveling up and this while it wasn't um singled out in the leveling up report as a as a site it is you know a a really good example of where leveling up can can work and and there's been various government bodies linked 
nothing to the site before and this time it just has to happen really that does seem extraordinary that it wasn't even mentioned in the leveling up white paper i mean they mentioned king's crosses didn't they like 20 king's crosses but not the scheme that's been referred to as the king's cross of the north for 20 years <laughs> that I mean, 332 pages because they not squeeze it in there somewhere <laughs> I, th- I think it was longer wasn't it and they um <laughs> Um, the report and they they did do some editing um <laughs> that was what they edited out I, not the not the stuff about jericho seven thousand years ago <laughs> i think york. maybe wolverhampton and sheffield are more exciting than york so um and you were speaking to peter denton holmes england the, the, the new boss there um is this is this all part of his his um shift in strategy from um is it from from projects to places is that how they're turning it Projects to places, yeah. So he um, he really wants, and I joked with him actually that they need to change the name of Homes England to Towns England. So he wants to shift the the understanding that Homes England isn't just about affordable housing, isn't just about enabling modern methods of construction, isn't just about help to buy. You know, those those are programs and things that it should be doing anyway. What he wants people to see Homes England is. As a, as a enabler of, of place, and he wants that to be a real KPO, third of train doors, KPO for um, for Homes England, that it it measures its success on how well it has delivered place. It's not just the number of affordable homes that it's delivered, but has it created community? Has it, you know, enabled somewhere to be better, do better for for people to live, work, and play in a in a sort of inclu- inclusive way, which is. It's a really unusual thing to hear from someone who spent very, you know, the early part of their career in the you know, sort of cold, hard world mm. of investment banking and um, and that finance world. But when you speak to Peter, he has such a passion now for for purpose. And you know, he left the investment world to join Hyde Housing because he want, he felt like he wanted to feel like he was making a difference. And he was so happy there that when Homes England came calling he initially said nah I'm really happy thanks I love I love doing this job I'm you know I can make I can make a difference and then it took his wife to say well you could make more of a difference at home Homes England think of what you could do there and um you know that's exactly what he's he's setting out to out to do and I think um well he, you know he wouldn't say this because he's a pr- professional but I think the new the new um um Secretary of State is certainly helping. It's not going to. It's not going to make friends with everyone, but and um, you know, not everyone likes like to go. Builders. But he is. Yeah, yeah. But he does. Like he does get things done, which is what is needed. A really interesting um, part of the transition from programs to place and this sort of change in Homes England as as well was. Um, Peter was really keen to make sure that our audience know that they should come and come and talk to him and talk to Homes England that you know they want to really engage with the commercial real estate sector because it's the commercial real estate sector that can um it was the catalyst for creating creating place and he wants you know there's big players that can come in and do a, a york central but he also wants um investors and owners of the the very many properties there are at the moment that aren't quite sure that what they what they need to be mm. there's a huge amount of opportunity in repurposing and um and if homes england can help with that um, then he wants to do that. So um, the door is open. Go, go knock or ring the doorbell. And it's that. Does he see the the role of Homes England as a sort of way of, of getting, getting, getting the people to stick to those projects, giving them the 
the the infrastructure the wherewithal to be able to to stay at it and know that it's going to have backing behind it because there have been some extraordinary names attached to york central haven't there in the past yeah yeah i mean name any anyone and they probably looked at it so grover lansek westfield uh piano estates do you remember piano estates oh, back in I our do. days um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um so so everyone and you know good developers um and good sort of custodians of estates so it will be really interesting to see who steps forward this time evelina you've spent um this week doing well lots of things but but on the life sciences side some extraordinary news coming out of canary wharf can you give us a bit of detail about that yeah, so this is another example how we are learning from our American, I want to say competitors, but not really. I Cousins. would rather say partners. Partners, oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going to be the tallest building, lab building uh, in Europe. So it, it's going to be very exciting to see. Uh, so and this is, this is Canary Wolf in partnership with? Cadence. Yeah, so uh, a bit of a background, because uh, when I was doing my earlier pieces in the life sciences, uh, we were talking about how uh, the sector has developed over the last decade. So unfortunately, UK didn't have that much experience in life sciences. And then the overseas investors came who had a better knowledge of the market and they helped it develop. So now we have a brilliant Oxford Cambridge arc and then London, which makes it a golden triangle. Mm. So it's very interesting. So now probably we're taking another step and we are ready and we prepared with the help of our uh, US partners, as I said, to bring in the tallest lab building in Europe. So it's going to be 22 story. And actually, we're going to have a lab on the 22nd story, which is really, really exciting thing, because until then, uh, we now have probably the tallest building of around six to seven stories in the UK. So it's going to be tripled, isn't it, of the size that we have now. And that's probably going to help us to solve the problem of space in London. So we don't have that much space, uh, I mean, uh, on the ground, you know, to have like six or seven, uh, three to four story labs. But we can actually, you know, build a 22 story lab which is really exciting and it, that's going to help London to uh, like uh, became more mature, I'll say, in the life sciences sector. And, yeah, uh, I, I read in your piece that, that the the current um, amount of commercial lab space in London is, is what, 300,000 square foot, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So this on its own adds twice as much. Because this mm -hmm. is 750,000 square feet. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. It's more, more than twice bigger than everything that we have now in London. So that's why it's super exciting. Uh, so, yeah. And what I, what else I was going to say that it's going to help companies to kind of stay in London. So if the company is born in London, uh, it usually uses a small space until it grows up. And then it has to have a look whether it's going to move to Cambridge or Oxford. Or mm. sometimes they decide to move to Boston, which is not very beneficial for the UK, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, the new tall building will really provide an opportunity for the companies to stay when they grow. So they can born in London, they can grow in London. And I don't want to say they want to die in London. But, you know, <laughs> no, they're going to find they out ways to, to stop to people from dying in London. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And what's the, is there any idea of a, of a sort of a time scale of when this is going to happen or or uh, any idea of, of is it going to be part of a bigger um, area in Canary Wharf or just a, a standalone thing? Is there going to be more of the of the health side um, in, in Canary Wharf? Uh, well, I believe so. If this project is successful, I, I mean, the developers are really hoping to start building by the end of this year. So uh, it's right. not long until we like put the first brick on the site and then we see how how's that developing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we've got everything there in place to really get get on with this project. So I don't think it's going to be stuck for 60 years like this one in, in York, you know, so. Well, I mean, that, that's going to lead us right onto the quiz, which I'm sure you've both been waiting for. Um, Sam, I'm just going to check that you're there because you can't miss out on the quiz. You can't be in a tunnel. I'm not in the tunnel. Excellent. Are you ready Unless for the Unless the questions get really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, first round. Headlines. So, Evelina, do you want to go first or second? Second, please. Second. Sam, we're coming to you first. Slate blanks rival bid for McKay Securities. Uh, tables? Slate tables? Slate tables. Slate ink. Actually, no, I don't know. Oh, bad. <laughs> if everyone I quite like slate tables. Podcast, do you have slate tables? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, just eat and write on them in chalk. <laughs> <laughs> Evelina, yes. You want to say what it was? Yeah, slate, slates. Slate, ah. slates. <laughs> Very good. An irresistible play on words. Tricky. Um, I think that is a, a cheap, poor pun. Did you it write was it? Cheap. It was mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. tell, can't you? I mean, it's got it's got <laughs> me all over it. Cut through it like a like a Brighton rock or a. <laughs> Or a fine line of granite and a bit of slate. Evelina, for you. Airmont, what's Chanel's Bond Street HQ? Uh, oh, I think I know this one. Oh, we should have gone the other way around, Evelina. Yeah, poor choice. <laughs> Go on then, Sam. Fashions, fashions by? Oh, fashions by is nice. That's good. Oh. It was bags. Oh, bags. Airmont oh. bags, Chanel's Bond Street HQ. Yeah. Bags. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, could have yeah. been sniffs out. I mean, they do so much, don't they, Chanel? From from yeah. perfume to, to bags to I own no Chanel. I'm going to stop talking now. OK, on to the next round. That was a stunning nil-nil start. But you kind of <laughs> both got each other, so, uh, so you can at least walk away feeling not shamefaced at all. Um, so who's going to go first for this round? Sam. Sam. What was compared to Schrodinger's cat by Evershed Sutherland's Bruce Deere in this week's mag, but it was a cat that didn't meow. Oh, this is the um, spring budget. That's right, yes. And and all of the rubbish that comes out of Rishi Sunak's mouth. (laughs) Exactly, but don't don't be mean about his wife or he will slap you, apparently. Um, So over to Evelina. What percentage of office workers are not allowed to take a dog to work, according to pet food purveyor Bella and Duke? Mm, I'll say about 80. It is. It's 80 percent. Was that a guess? That was an amazing guess. 80 percent are not allowed to take a dog to work, which means 20 percent of us are allowed to take a dog to work. This is great news. 
Um, Sam, you're the you're the editor at EG. Uh, what's our policy on on canine friends? This question was too hard, so Sam jumped in on Well, we appear to have lost Sam, so I'm going to take that as um, as just an agreement that we can bring all of our dogs into the office anytime we like, uh, preferably yeah. at the same time and just turn it into a canine crash. Yeah. Um, so on to the final round, which is the uh, now infamous how well do you know each other's bits round. So, Sam, how well do you know Evelina's bits? I'm here. I don't Excellent. even know what this hat's bit is. <laughs> Sam, how well do you know Evelina's bits? How big will the Canary Wharf lab be? Oh, well, it'll be 750,000 square feet and 22 stories tall. See, look at that. Read it, listened, paid attention. It's almost like she's in charge of the mag, isn't it? Almost like she reads everything. <laughs> and Evelina, let's, let's see if you can compete um, how well do you know Sam's bit? Who has been appointed to find a partner for Homes England and Network Rail at York Central? Oh, GLL. Um, very good. Well, it started it started woefully, let's face it, but then ended at a, a fantastic finish. And I wasn't keeping score, so I'm going to assume that you've both won. Um, you've been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning with me, Piers Weiner, Sam McClary and Evelina Grachenko. And hopefully Jess will be back next week so you don't have to listen to me again. Thank you very much and goodbye.